Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, how's it going this week? Uh, this is Bold Sports Week 21. Welcome. Yes. How was your sports weekend, Matt? My, my sports weekend was pretty fun. Mine was too. I mean, there wasn't anything major going on, and I could watch a lot of different stuff. We're going to talk about what a lot of different stuff was on this weekend uh, that's going on, and some issues coming up here uh, with baseball and so forth. And there's a couple big trades tonight. We'll get into that. Um, so, first thing we want to start off with is... Matt and I are going to be doing Super Bowl Sunday, a live video podcast at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. Uh, so you'll get to see our faces. You will. Which is probably not pretty. No, and I'm probably not going to get to be like playing with my hair like I am right now. No. I mean, you like, I you can, stupid. you can, but then you look like the dude from like the Flock of Seagulls. I Well, that's what I, yeah, you know, it's like I'm going to probably have a little trim trim before I go on camera. I hope I have time for a trim trim. I just booked my day off. Oh, you go like cross town for yours though. Man. Yeah, I do. I do. You I got to have a local where you can just like pop in and get like a half hour. I've had the same dude cut my hair for like seven years now. I'm not changing. Um, so, uh, but this weekend we're going to be at live at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. Uh, 11 o'clock is showtime. We're going to open the doors, you know, 10, show up between 10, 1030, hang out. Um, we do have a sponsor. We're going to be sponsored by Penn Brewery. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. Uh, so the food and beverage director, his name is Gene Mangrum, he will be coming out and sitting in on the show with us. And he's going to talk Super Bowl and talk some sports. And of course, Gene's going to talk about all the fun and exciting things that Penn Brewery has going on. Which there's a lot. And I know what they are. Um but we're going to wait and let Gene tell us about him because hear it. that's his job. I have some ideas for him, actually. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, Gene's always accepting ideas. It's whether he smiles and nods or is like, I'll take that under advisement or completely laughs. Well, he's he can't just listen and pretend and then steal it because this is something I'm passionate about. We'll have a chance <laughs> to talk about it on uh, yeah, well, Super Bowl Sunday. We'll have a chance to talk about Super Bowl Sunday. And um, I also heard this fun rumor. Gene brings good beer with him. Well, he better. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they so, don't make they don't make crap at Penn Brewery. No, they do not. So we're gonna have Gene on, uh, and uh, we have a slot open for another sponsor. Uh, we're looking for a little food, so uh, we don't want to get so banged up at eleven o'clock in the morning on Super Bowl Sunday. It's a long day. Yeah. So we got we got to have some food to get us going too. Fusions so, one way or the other. Yeah. Right. You know, like, I mean, we're looking for some stuff. I mean, <laughs> I we talk... really have a budget and we have some airtime. So yeah, if you want to come hang out, like promote your business, whatever, um, talk about football, do some prop bets with us. You know, like drink some Penn Brewery. Um, Just let you know, Gene's bets involve booze. That's so, involved. Well, that's fine. Yeah, Gene's um, bets involve booze. It's on the red line. It is on the I don't red know if line. I pointed that out. Um, it is on the red line in Beachview. Not as advantageous for me now that I live in Brookline, but I yeah. can just walk. I was actually in uh, at the studio tonight. Uh, I was on uh, episode of Awesome Cast uh, with uh, Michael Sorg, 
uh, Amanda Narcissi. Uh, obviously, Amanda is my girlfriend. She was there representing Bold as a whole. I was there representing Bold Sports and Bold as a whole. We were also on with uh, John Chinchilla. Um, Talking about all things fun and tech. And, of course, I had to pull out a fun sports tech thing tonight. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I pulled out the... Um, this is the uh, they have these things that go on. Clips go on to, like, your uh, baseball bat and also, like, your tennis racket and your golf clubs. And mm-hmm. it has a connect to the app on mm-hmm. your phone to go through, like, your bat speed and so forth. And also awesome. for, like, your golf swing and for the trajectory of your ball and your swing speed. Spin rate. Spin rate, all that good uh, stuff. Launch yeah. angle. Yeah. Oh, see, that stuff is so big. and like It is. Last year in baseball coverage was really, like, just, like, an unprecedented wave of commentary about spin rate. Mm-hmm. And, like, you might, like, only hear a few announcers and think that they're, like, overdoing it but that's just like everybody now it's what you know that's what major league baseball advanced media is you know that's their that's their big contribution aside from the streaming of every game yes you know is all all these advanced metrics so that's that's cool as hell that you got to talk about that it was cool and i found out it's under 100 bucks so i might buy for myself yeah why the hell not shit totally as much golf as i play jesus yeah um I mean, okay. it's cool. You know, like, I, I bike a lot, and, like, you can get cycling computers that are, that are like, you have 75. The, you have the like... clips on your bikes that, like, will hold your phone and calculate all that with, like, mm-hmm. you connect a little wire from your phone, like, and it goes to your uh, braking system mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, like, um, you can hook all that up. Like, it's, there, there's a trick to it. Like, I'm fine with just using a GPS in, on my iPhone, you know, or and, like, an app, like Strava or, you know, Map My Ride or whatever. It's good enough for me. Like I, I know the GPS isn't always super accurate. Like well, sometimes it has me going on like a dead straight line from like my house to Potomac T Station, which is impossible. Like even if you're able to like jump your bike over fences and stuff, because there's in ground and above well, pools to do. Well, with. I will also tell you that whenever you get to hang out with Gene on Sunday at mm-hmm. Sorgatron Media Studios. Gene's a big bike guy. Oh, good. He's a huge bike. He, he's a roadie guy. He's okay. a trail guy. Such he's a, a roadie. He's a fat guy by uh, fat, fat bike. bike. He's a fat bike guy. This is fat bike season, man. I know. That's what he he's all about it right oh, now. Oh, wow. Uh, so definitely come check us out at Sorgatron Media Studios Sunday. Come live to the studio. Or, of course, we'll be broadcast over Bold Pittsburgh on Facebook. We'll be broadcast on uh, our Twitter page, at BoldPGH uh, Sports on Twitter. And we'll also be broadcast on Sorgatron Media. So definitely check us out. So you texted me earlier and I said, hey, Matt, what's going on? We're doing a show tonight. I was like, what do you got to add? Uh, send me some notes over. And you're like, dude, I had a Palomado sighting. So. And, then, and then we did a little pre-show chat and I kind of proved myself a liar. I didn't actually see Palomalu, but I was incredibly close to him. But everybody else in your everybody else in my family saw him. But I, I had to sit with my back to him. Like I'm like, you know, I don't know. Like I just picked the spot where I picked it, and as we were getting up to leave, you know, around the same time, like he came in to the restaurant, and you know, like I was I was more concerned with you know pushing my chair in and leaving a clear lane for the servers because I've got that restaurant industry instinct. Well, yeah, you know, it's it's been a good fourteen years, but I'm. I, you know, once you're in it, you never lose it. You know, so Definitely. I just I just made made my way like you know out of the zone of service, I guess you would say, and um, found out later when we got when we got back to my parents' house and like everybody else in my family had seen them. So it made it, it made me think about one, 
all those times watching the Steelers when like he'd be like crowding the line and like you'd see 43 with like the curly hair like flying out everywhere and you'd wonder like how do these people like not pick up that blitz you know like they move him around and then he comes at you from wherever they move him to how do they not see him well i i i'm like a hypocrite now cuz i i was right next to him and well, i didn't see him well i can also tell you that when paul Amalo was out in public uh, me being a server and bartender uh as you know and waiting on troy himself and with the other guys and also waiting on troy with his family um his hair is in a bun mm-hmm. whenever he's out um you only saw the hair out on game day and so forth or interviews and whatnot. Yeah. Um, it, it, the, the hair is like for him, it's the, the Samoan Polynesian in him where your hair is as long as your life. And Mm. it's a big whole spiritual thing. Um, and it also feared the shit out of people on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Uh, when you see that hair flying, you knew you were going down. Uh, but he's an awesome dude, and I've met him several occasions. Um, I've never met him where I've had his jersey handy to have him sign it. Um, also, the aspects I've met him, I've been the professional person of, here you go, Troy. Have a wonderful ribeye this evening. Enjoy it. Yeah. Um, See, that sounds awesome. Man. You know, uh, super nice dude, very soft-spoken. Troy's been known to pick up a few tabs in mm. places, uh, especially when people leave him alone. Uh, well, you a, can do that. I like he didn't he drive a Kia. Like, as, you mean didn't his, he? He still does. Does he still? Okay, but like yeah. I just I just remember that was impressive to me. Like when he was like in his first couple seasons and he was just driving a regular. I guy think car. Him, I think him and his wife have like Hyundai's. Those are those are regular. I like, think she has like. Smart, economical cars. I like, think he I is like. That. I think he is like the. Now they're the high end Hyundai's. Well, that's fine. You know, you know they're like thirty thousand dollars a not, piece. Not, well, right. You know, but, that, he, like, but that's he's like a, an entry level Beamer. You know? uh, yeah, yeah. That's like the. the that's like the two door three eighteen i. Yeah. You know, you um, get like the most pimp Hyundai for the same price as like an entry level shitty Beamer. Want a shitty Beamer. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, like I just you know, like I wouldn't I wouldn't be the sort of person to like run up on Troy Polamalu when he's with oh, his no. family. It's funny funny story I always tell. We one time we saw David Johnson from Channel Eleven at Wendy's and my friend was like, Let's go talk to him and I was like, No, he's like eating by himself, like he's dressed for work, like he's clearly like on his way to or from work. Like, leave him alone, you know. I ran into and David And they and they like rolled up on him anyway and it was awful. I ran into like, David Johnson. He was Johnson. like gracious, but like he was like, Seriously guys and I was like, Yeah, seriously guys. Yeah, I ran into David Johnson last summer. Yeah, uh, at the point when he was on a day off with his family and friends on a boat. On a boat. He was on a boat. Well, you know. Um, let me just tell you that that was a different experience. Yeah, different people. Different. Uh, boat, boat Matt is different from Boat Matt. So I'm sure David Johnson applies as well. So I mean, o- over the years, we've all ran into random uh, local and national celebrities. But Matt, you you also hit me up because you're the soccer guy, man. I am a little bit. So you have the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Yeah, it's funny because like I've been trying to work in like obscure references to like USA and you know English teams, but there's a, there's a local team too, right? And they just finally released their schedule. What league are they in? They're in the United Soccer League, which is like a second tier to MLS. So who do they play? Um, a lot of teams that are like they're in the Eastern Conference. Um, the big rivals are Penn, 
which is stupid. That's what Harrisburg changed their name to this offseason. And it's part of this trend of, like, American teams trying to sound more Euro in their naming. And, like, I think it's stupid, like, to have a team called, like, Real Salt Lake when, like, you know, Salt Lake was never governed by a monarchy. So it's not like you would have Royal Salt Lake. I like the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. It's corny as hell, as, like, all sports teams invented in the 90s were inevitably corny. Yes. Um... The San Jose Sharks, by the way. We'll get to them later. But, you know, like, the Riverhounds, like, I, you know, like, they, they rocked the black and gold. They, they rebranded themselves. And their best rivals are, like, places that are nearby. Um, not Philly, because Philly's in MLS now. Okay. But we play Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, we play Nashville, so we can carry on some of that hockey rivalry. There we go. Um, and we play Penn, which is Harrisburg. Okay. Which sounds stupid. Is there but, a Cleveland team? Uh, there is no Cleveland team. Okay, because back in the day, the Cleveland had like the Crunch and then the Force, and then they went back to the Crunch. And it wasn't like Kai Hoskovy, a player on the Cleveland team, and then he ended up becoming a coach for somebody. And then didn't he have some affiliation at the beginning of the Riverhounds? I have no idea. And the only reason I know this is because my cousin, God rest his soul, Trevor, I love you, I miss you every day. Um, he was a big soccer guy in my family. And he grew up in Cleveland, was a huge crunch and a huge force fan. And he played soccer in through his early stages of college and so forth. Um, but the, that's the only name I can mm. pull off is Kai Hoskovy. And, and he was apparently the first one in MLS to do a rainbow in a game. Oh, yeah? So That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, don't, I don't know anything about Cleveland soccer. For me, it's like Pittsburgh soccer was the spirit yeah, that was in indoor, indoor team at the Civic Arena. And then and then we had the Riverhounds, and, you know, I've, I've gone to see them play at Bethel Park Stadium. I've gone to see them play at Chartier's Valley Stadium, but... That was before they had their own stadium. I still haven't seen them at the uh, Highmark this year, and I'm going to make an effort to be a better Riverhounds fan this year for myself and for you all who listen to Bold Sports. Um, so some highlights of the schedule, April 21st at Cincinnati. Cincinnati soccer is big. Like they're they're probably going to get an MLS team eventually, based on the support level for their their Cincinnati FC, and um, you know they play at the same stadium as uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats, which is okay. like a cool like older football stadium like on campus. They get a really good atmosphere there. Um, they're welcoming, but they still appreciate the the sports rivalry with like. The Steelers, Bengals, for example, or like the Pirates right and Reds. Oh, they're like, oh, there's a Pittsburgh team coming. We gotta hate yeah. them. Yeah, we gotta hate them, but we're gonna drink beers and like be nice about it. You know. Awesome. So like a lot of a lot of people go down to the Cincinnati game. A lot of people travel to Harrisburg. Um, Reading is the other PA team that's in our conference. Uh, Reading is actually like a like Reading had a semi pro team back in like the late 1800s when soccer was just getting off the ground. Okay. Um, so they're kind of like a legacy in a way. Um, and they, they Bethlehem Steel... I'm sorry, I said Redding. Bethlehem Steel is the team. Okay. And they started as, like, a steelworker team. They're obviously not... Like, now they're, like, professionals, but... All right. Um, so I know. So good rivalries, and we're going to be playing Penn and Redding... No, it's Redding. Why do I keep doing that? It's Bethlehem. Screw Redding. Penn, Bethlehem, and Cincinnati are all, like, 
you know, like there's there's a lot of rivalry. Like I think we play them each three times. So I can tell you that I'm going to Riverhound Stadium for one event this year, and it's not a Riverhounds game. No. Not saying I won't go to you. I'll go to a Riverhounds game with you, and you can, you can explain soccer to me. Okay. Um, I'm not a huge soccer person. I really don't know a whole lot about it. I know the rules are similar to hockey, just on a larger scale. Yeah. Um, it's like the blue line moves is basically the key difference. Okay. You know, so like your offside rule is based on where the defenders are standing as opposed to like and a fixed line. And also on once you surface. pull a player from the game, he can't re-enter. Cannot re-enter, which is yeah. completely So that's why, So that's but, why yeah. a lot of the stars of the game don't go into the second half. Mm-hmm. Or if they are the stars, studs of the game, they play the whole game and just run their ass off. Mm-hmm. Um, True. But so Riverhound Stadium, uh, Highmark Stadium, I'll be going this year. I just found out they're holding a Nitro Circus event. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I think they did that last year. Uh, it's possible. I think they, or maybe they had. It was somewhere last or year. Or it was suggested. Oh, it was, no, no. It was at uh, Consol. Which is now the paint oh, bucket. The paint bucket. Uh, I think they realized that the indoor venue was probably not as good for them as an outdoor venue, and they're coming in an outdoor time of the year. That's Last cool. year they came in the winter, so yeah. they went to uh, the arena. So, moving on from that, uh, this weekend, like we said, we had a lot of fun sports to watch, and when I mean fun sports, a lot of um, nonsense as well, uh, like the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Didn't even, uh, I didn't even look at the Pro Bowl, man. Like, the AFC did win the game. They won on the last drive, the last offensive drive they had, which they scored, went up by one. They left the NFC with a minute and 25 on the clock. Um, and it was a pass from David Carr, or sorry, Derek Carr, David's his older <laughs> brother. It was Derek Carr to uh, Tennessee Titans wide receiver. It's Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, for the touchdown. And then the point after was from Chris Boswell, the Wizard of Buzz, made the point after to put him up by one. In the fourth, um, there were nine Steelers on the squad this year for the Pro Bowl. Also, uh, the Pro Bowl AFC team was coached by the Steelers coaching staff. So you had Mike Tomlin as the head coach. Um... Todd Haley was nowhere to be seen. No Todd Haley? No Todd so that's Haley. Cool, man. Um it should be like your exit interview, man. You know, like <laughs> just be loud, like, come on. No I got us I got us in this, like, you know, <laughs> I earned us the trip to like not the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I earned I, the coaching staff be, like, by being losers, I earned the coaching staff <laughs> Look, by calling by not running a QB sneak twice. I I got us <laughs> the coaching position for the Pro Bowl. Yeah, like I'm passionate yeah. about coaching in the Pro Bowl. If I didn't want to coach the Pro Bowl, I, I would have run a QB sneak. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of upside to the Pro Bowl as as I was listening to the commentators saying that, you know, there's a lot of upside for the guys that are not in the, uh, in the Super Bowl is that it's a positive note to go out on for the season, playing in a Pro Bowl, getting to show some stuff. Show what you can do. Now, honestly, the... Playing dodgeball? Playing dodgeball. I mean, the game did come to a almost ta- tag two-hand touch. There was a lot of times where Le'Veon Bell was running down the field, and they got three guys around him, and he's still running, and the rest blew the whistle. You know, uh, no, it's the Pro Bowl. It's football. Football, we know, is a full-contact sport. If that would have been 
Week 15 with a playoff spot on the line, Le'Veon Bell would have been bowling his ass over and there been three guys cutting his legs out, taking him out. See, that's why they should just get rid of the damn Pro Bowl, man. Uh, yeah. It's, like, it, what matters more is it, who it, the all-pro team is. It matters for the... Those guys end up going to the Super Bowl and they don't play in the Pro yeah, Bowl. It matters. So you get, like, the third-best quarterback in the AFC. It matters for the fans. I don't it care. It matters to the fans. It's a fan weekend. I love the Steelers. I personally like... would would I personally want the NFL to take the Pro Bowl. Bring it here. Still have it. Not necessarily bring it to Pittsburgh. I'd go if it was Pittsburgh. No, move it back to Hawaii. Ah. All right, move it back to Hawaii because it gives the players and whatnot a chance to take their family on a vacation. They play in still a two-hand touch game. Nobody wants to get injured. Nobody wants to happen. You know, or what you're saying, bring it to Pittsburgh, bring it to Green Bay, bring it to New York. Rotate the Pro Bowl. The All-Star Game in baseball rotates. That's the All-Star Game in the NFL. Mm. Rotate it between the cities. There it is. I mean, players aren't going to want to go play out in the cold. That's the thing. Yeah, because like, the season's over. Um, I'm sore. I don't want to go play in Green Bay in you know, February. Okay, but if they're just going to play two-hand touch anyway... Yeah, pretty Make much. them get all bundled up like we used to do when we played like down at like the football field in whatever neighborhood we grew up in. That is you know? true. And like you know, like two layers of long johns and some like janky ass shorts, <laughs> and, <laughs> and like a Steeler jersey that's like five years out of date for some guy they don't even have anymore. Like over top of like a parka. <laughs> I can't believe you're wearing. I'm wearing a Cordell Stewart jersey. I'm the quarterback of this neighborhood. Yeah, man. Cordell Stewart hasn't been relevant since 1997. That's right. You know? That's why I'm wearing it out in the mud. Exactly. Uh, the other thing, the fun thing that went on this weekend was the NHL All-Star Game. We had Chris, uh, Chris Letang, Sidney Crosby were both representatives from the Penguins. Um, now, this was a division format and a three-on-three format where, honestly, for this game, I only watched the second period uh, with my little air quotes there uh, because... The Metropolitan Division played the second period. So they broke it down where you had the two Western Conference Divisions play the first period. The two Eastern Conference Divisions played the second period. And the winners of those two periods played each other in the third period for the overall championship of the NHL All-Star Game. And the winning uh, the winning conference got a million bucks to split between them or donate to charity, which I think most of them donated to charity. Um, <laughs> I mean, my God. <laughs> so, um, Crosby and Latang, they were in the second period, Metropolitan Division, they had Hendrick Lundquist as their goalie, who kind of got lit up a little bit. He let up seven goals, where the Metropolitan Division scored, uh, I think it was four? Yeah, because they did pull... Uh, the goalie, um, yeah, they did pull, uh, to go try to get on the attack in the last two minutes of that period. Um, Crosby did have a goal. Uh, also Latang had a goal. Uh, now the one thing that kind of upset some of us Penguin fans and it only upset us because it really probably won't ever happen and couldn't happen is to hear the call from Doc Emmerich of... A pass from Ovechkin to Crosby and a goal. What a pretty one it was. Um, you know, we all hate Alex Ovechkin here in Pittsburgh who plays for the Capitals. I don't hate Ovechkin. I don't hate him. Um, I hate him six times a year when the Penguins play him. Um, not and, seven, but not seven. Uh, 
Well, no. Six, if they won Game Seven, then well, no, 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 no. Six a times a year is the regular season. Oh, I thought you were talking about a seven game. Post six times a year, and if there's a postseason series. series, then it's seven games. So that'll be thirteen games. I, I, I hate them three of the um, seven games every time so, we play them in the playoffs. So, so definitely, <laughs> we would we're, we're like uh, it's like, uh, but honestly, wouldn't that sound pretty fucking sweet in the event that Ovechkin ever come to the Penguins to. Uh, Ovechkin to Crosby or Crosby to Ovechkin on that on that you know left hand shot that you know that right handed shot from the left circle that Ovechkin has for that that would be wild <laughs> man we could have like a Crosby Malkin Ovechkin line <laughs> Crosby Malkin Ovechkin uh, so what Kessel be on the second power play I mean <laughs> well I mean just just for the sake of like. You know, like the top two picks from like that that era. Yes. You know, it was like the the Crosby draft and then the like Ovechkin Malkin draft where the Penguins got arguably the better deal. Well, Ovechkin yeah. Malkin draft happens um, the year before Crosby right. because they they came out the year before, but then there was the NHL strike. So mm-hmm. then, yeah. Uh, and there was the whole Malkin passport. Yeah, situation. the whole Malkin passport situation. Man, yeah, I mean that was a crazy time in the it NHL. It was. It was a crazy time in the NHL. I think it stabilized a little bit. Like at least you know, I yeah. don't know. They're doing their All Star game. They're not. I. I think the Olympic thing. I think they'll be back in the Olympics the next time the Olympics are like in the Western Hemisphere. Yes. Or at least like Europe. I mean, Korea is tough on your body to like travel and adjust. And it is. They all they're all doing the bye weeks now anyway. So, I think this is a good time for hockey. And there will still great be time for there will still be NHL games to watch if you think the Olympics suck and are boring. And there's some NHLers, or I, I should say, former NHLers, that are playing the Olympics. Um, and some of those games, I imagine, will be on at like three in the morning, four and in the morning. I'm so okay with that. I, that's time for me. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, also, this past weekend was the return of Tiger. Um, At it's least not that's a sport that's real and like so. So I shouldn't say it's the first return of Tiger. Tiger did play in a tournament that was held in the Bahamas uh, at the end of December, uh, but this is the first like U.S. return of Tiger. It was the PGA um, Farmers Insurance event at Torrey Pines, where Tiger has won a re- ridiculous amount of times. Seven times he's won there um, for the Farmers tournament and i believe he's won two u.s opens that were held at tory finds as well on the south course um it was his first full tournament back since 2015 what i mean his first full tournament back is that he made the cut and mm-hmm. played all four days um so we got to see the uh red shirt with the black pants tiger um jb holmes though uh on the back uh he had a backup on 18 so on the 18th hole jb holmes was two strokes back you had uh, Jason Day in the clubhouse with a 10-under lead. Um, and the three guys in the last group, which included J.B. Holmes, the other one was uh, Jason Palmer, and the other one, uh, guy, um, European guy, I can't remember his last name, started with a K right now. He ended up going to a to the playoff. But J.B. Holmes took 4 minutes and 27 seconds uh, from the time he approached his ball to figure out his club selection and so forth. Now he was at that point two shots back. He was deciphering between a three wood, a five wood, and an iron. Uh, his three wood, he said, would have shot him over top of the green and into grandstands. His five wood, he didn't believe it would get there with the wind that was going on at the time. He chose an iron and laid up and it ended up hooking it left into the rough, which left him a 
wild chip shot where he thought that if he would have laid up and where the ball was supposed to go, mm. he would have been able to go at the pin and said he would have potentially hold it with the way that that green undulations were for the pin placement on the 18th hole. Now, that's a, that's the same thought process that I have when I play golf. <laughs> I've played golf with you, Matt. I'm just praying to hit it straight. Um, <laughs> Matt, I played golf with you. My one fun recollection was, God damn it, I've been hitting the damn club the furthest it's supposed to go at all, and we're on a par three, it's 132 yards. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck it, I'm pulling a five wood out. Wouldn't you know that was a time Matt had proper connection with the ball? <laughs> and on the 132-yard par three, where I'm hitting a... Uh, a, a full nine or a mid eight. Actually, I was probably hitting a three quarter eight. And Matt pulls out a five wood and says, "Fuck it." And he get actually he pulled out three wood. He said, "Fuck it," and you hit it. And some bitch cleared the green and went over. And you're like, oh, "I'll go find out later." When uh, those people's yard didn't. <laughs> no, we were at South Park, so it just kept going up the hill. Uh, uh, who knows where it went? Someone, I'm sure someone found it. Yeah. But uh, also, this is one of my favorite times of year because the PGA Tour is back. They did have their Hawaii swing with the three uh, courses down there. Then they came back, played Torrey Pines. Now next week, uh, starting Thursday, this Thursday, so two days from when we're recording this, um, is the Waste Management uh, Tournament uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona. What makes this tournament so fun is just the stadium course. Is that where they actually have the par threes, have stadium seating. Um, there's like stadium seating throughout the course that they build up for this. Uh, number 16 is the par three at the stadium course that gets really loud and, and you think golf being quiet, no pictures. Well, this is the, this is the one that everybody's loud. And when Ricky Fowler tees off on number 16, they're like, fuck you, Ricky. And like, Why yeah, get it in the Ricky? hole, Ricky. Why are you and mean to Ricky, man? I, don't be mean. I like Ricky. He's a hell of a golfer. He's a young dude. He's got a lot of promise. He just hasn't. He, he hasn't got a major yet. As soon as he gets a major, people lay off his shit. Yeah. So. Well, you know, Masters is right around the corner, so we can have. Yeah, that. Masters come up. We'll have a Masters segment, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll have to. Masters is one of those weekends that I just want to just call off at work all weekend and just sit on the couch and watch golf, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Actually, what I want to do that weekend is go play golf in the morning, and then get. Cold. It's usually still too cold here to play golf. April, yeah, you know, I played more golf in December and January at times than I have in April, May, mm-hmm. and June. But we'll see how that weather shakes out. But we're gonna go ahead and take a break right now, and we're gonna come back and talk about some uh, little local basketball, uh, some MLB news, and also some NBA news because I saw some random shit today. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, we're back after that break. Uh, You heard a little bit going on with Sorgatron Media. Um, Going on over there in Beachview. They got some good stuff, so check it out. Beachview's live, man. Beachview is live. So I, I put out some stuff in here in our second segment, and I, I think we should start from the bottom up because the top two are going to take a little bit longer. Um, All right, let's knock them off. Let's, let's so, bang out some low-hanging fruit. Yeah, low-hanging fruit. The NCAA basketball, man. Uh, we got Pitt is really bad. Pitt's really bad. Um, a lot of negativity surrounding Pitt, and I'm just going to try to send some good vibes their way right now. Right. Mm-hmm. All I have to say about what I have on the notes here is Coach Stalling is a mitts. 
to not being good, but he's focusing on the growth of the talent and the young freshmen that Pitt does start five freshmen uh, throughout the game. Uh, and he's, he, I, I heard it in his press conference. He's like, I know we're not that good. Uh, we're working because we're trying to get it going. And I see growth and I see improvement. Now, granted, when you got five freshmen playing Coach K and all those guys at Duke twice in a week, uh, and you got NC State and UNC in that same week, uh, that's a rough week. I don't care who you are. You see what Duke did to Notre Dame. You could be the you could be eighty five Georgetown. <laughs> you know, playing Duke twice, UNC and NC State in a week. It's a tough run. You know, yeah, that's it a is tough a tough run. run. So, also, WVU uh, ran into Coach Cow on Saturday. <laughs> uh, they took a loss to Kentucky. Didn't see it. Heard it was another choke job. Um, we talked about if we had time to shoot down the 70 miles south to West Virginia yeah. and to go that game just because it was Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I tell you would have went. Uh, yeah, Coach Cow came in with Kentucky. Uh, they beat West Virginia. Now, West Virginia is still ranked at number 15. They were as high as number two, what, yeah. two, three weeks ago? Uh, West Virginia, they're still number one. or No, wait, no. They're number two in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. They're number two in the Big 12. Um, Bobby Moe. Bobby Moe's second in the Northeast Conference. They did take a loss to Wagner, who is the number one team in the Northeast Conference. Uh, they got Thursday and Saturday, our home games. Now, they've been, Bobby Moe's been using uh, PPG Paints and Palumbo Center as their home courts. Saturday, I believe they'd be playing at PPG Paints. I'm not sure of the Penn schedule, but I do know Duquesne does have a home game on Saturday. And speaking of Duquesne, they are fourth in the A-10. They were on a really, really big hot streak. Um, they took a couple losses. A couple tough close games on double cluff you know, big close spotlights. Mm-hmm. I wish there was they more got put of those on games ESPN. On. They got put on ESPNU. That'd be cool. They got put on I mean, e- Duquesne was on ESPNU. Duquesne was on... Um, uh, I saw them on NBC Sports. They were on NBC Sports Net. Yeah, I think that like God, they they sh- they got to get a streaming deal for that conference. I mean, you know? the A10 used to be huge. It's it's still got some good programs. It's still got man. some great programs. In it. Like, they don't have they don't have like Villanova anymore. Villanova in there, right? No, 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 Villanova's Big East with Villanova's Big. Oh, yeah, but like St. Joe's, LaSalle, the defunct like, Big East. Well, yeah, the the Big East is not defunct. First of all, like it's changed it's not in the football business anymore but it didn't start as a football it didn't it started as basketball conference with all the catholic schools and it's not all the catholic schools and it's not all east coast schools anymore but it's still schools that emphasize basketball and don't have big football correct so you know for those students like the basketball team is like the big show on campus and like they still get good support good atmosphere like you know what they're doing that's real smart is, like, they start their games at 6.30. So, like, while, like, the Big Ten or, like, the SEC or the ACC... Starting at 9.25. They're waiting for SportsCenter to end before they can have their tip-off. And the, the games on Fox, they start at 6.30. So, like, I know, like, I'm, I'm throwing on basketball a half hour earlier than usual. There it is. Well, Duquesne does play this week. Wednesday, they're at GW, George Washington. And then they come home on Saturday to play St. Bonnie. Uh, so that's St. Bonaventure. Uh, that's Saturday afternoon at the Plumbo Center. I was watching a little bit of the Bonnies against St. Joe's the other night. Which, St. Joe's is always a good team. I think this is not such a good year for them. I, I have a buddy who went there, and judging from his some of his Facebook posts, they're 
They're not. They're, they're not, not as too... up. They're not as up. This is this isn't like that year that they went undefeated. Right on. Remember when they did? Yeah. That? And Billy Packer said they yeah. didn't deserve a one seed, and everybody, yeah. everybody was like, you "Grouchy old jerk." Mm-hmm. Oh man. So there's uh, another thing here that Matt and I don't normally talk about a lot. That's the NBA, because Pittsburgh doesn't have an NBA team. But when you have something like this happen, you got to throw it out there. So the LA Clippers, uh, they traded Blake Griffin. And Blake Griffin, if you follow college basketball, which I follow college basketball way more than the NBA, um, Blake Griffin played Oklahoma. He had his, uh, was it his twin brother or his brother a year younger? Um, his brother, anyway, twin or year younger. Uh, didn't amount to much in the NBA. Uh, but Blake Griffin has been kind of like the face of the Clippers for like the last, what, eight years? Yeah, the Clippers, that's not always a good thing to be the face of the Clippers. Well, the Clippers are the sec- are the okay, the, yeah, they're secondary basketball team in L.A., and they're probably like the fourth most popular team in L.A. But they kind of like blew their opportunity. Like the Lakers have been down the past couple years, and the Clippers, right? the Clippers were like, there was a lot of drama on the Clippers. Um, you know, like Chris Paul left. They got Doc Rivers. They got Doc Doc as Rivers coach. as the coach, and they got Austin Rivers, who like everyone in the NBA hates because like he they 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 treat him like he doesn't belong, and his dad's just the coach. Like, yes, that dynamic still exists amongst adults. It's not just like you know youth sports where people say shit like that, and like whether that's true or not. Like, I mean, Chris Paul, like you know, he wanted out. He wanted to go someplace where he had a better chance to win. And, you know, the Clippers, now they're trading Blake Griffin. I, so, I kind of feel for Blake Griffin. So, not only did they trade Blake Griffin, they ch- also traded, um, where do I have it here? at? Uh, see, So, they traded Blake Griffin, um, and the Clippers are going to get Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley, um, Bohan Mavakovic, and a first and second round pick in a draft. Um uh, Bryce Johnson and uh, Willie Reed from the Clippers also go to Detroit. So they're going to the Pistons. Now these aren't the bad boy Pistons that we all remember. These aren't the second coming of the bad boy Pistons where when the Pistons had like Ben Wallace and all those guys and was, and snuck in a championship there. They weren't bad boy. They, you just, know. they played good defense, that team. They the NBA had changed. Like, there wasn't as much of that, like... Right. Well, the first like, coming... The, shoulders the, and elbows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the original Bad Boy Pistons are, are yeah, like, amazing. Rodman and... Uh, Rodman, Lame Beer, uh, the, Isaiah yeah, Thomas, Lambeer, Isaiah who was, Thomas. wasn't, like, a big, like, you know, low-post player, but... Isaiah Thomas is about an inch taller than you. Inch taller than me, and, like, <sighs> you think I'm a prick. <laughs> <laughs> right? I've met Isaiah Thomas. He is a prick. Uh, but anyway... Um, so, the Clippers are still looking to move DeAndre Jordan, which is still a pretty big name. He's still a hell of a player. Um, no relation to Michael Jordan, by the way. Uh, and they're also looking to move uh, Lou Williams this season. Uh, they're focusing on young talent and draft picks. Now, here's the kicker. Who did the Clippers hire this year as a team consultant? Jerry West. Jerry West. Uh, for those of you that have lived in... The Dark Ages are in a cave for the last 50 years. Um, Jerry West is the face of the NBA. And I'm not saying that figuratively. I'm saying that literally. Technically, the silhouette. The silhouette 
of the NBA logo is the silhouette of Jerry West and a crossover. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I heard he's like not like super into that. I, I yeah. Heard, I heard he said something recently. Jerry West said that that you know he he wishes that that wasn't the rumor or the case or whatever. That he never wanted to be the face of the NBA. He's a very humble guy. I've never met Jerry West. I'd love to one day. Um, he's still going to be way taller than me. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. he, I mean, he could be 90 and shrink five inches and still be way taller than me. Um, and I'm six foot. Shit. Um, he, uh, you know, so the Clippers obviously are in a rebuilding stage. At least they're admitting that they're in a rebuilding stage. But they also said in their statement that they are still striving to make the playoffs uh, this year. But they are in the midst of a reconstruction of the team. Where the Pirates will never admit that they're in a reconstruction or rebuilding phase. Well, if the Pirates were in a league where, you you know, eight teams. Yeah, that's true. Hockey and basketball, eight teams from each conference make it. In baseball, Uh, it's five. Yeah, baseball, it's five. If it had been eight, the Pirates probably would have made it last year. If it would have been eight teams, the Pirates would have made it the last four years. So, five years, if it would have been an eight-team playoff situation. Would it have even been worth it, though? Not at all. Um, So, another big trade that I don't even have written down here right now, um, because it came through so late when Matt was on his way over to uh, come and record, and you were actually at work uh, doing your job as a telestrator, um, Alex Smith was traded from the Kansas City Chiefs uh, to the Washington Redskins. Uh, there is no details with the trade on what the Chiefs are getting in uh, return for Alex Smith. Um, all it says is that uh, $23.5 million a year. $71 million guaranteed on a four-year deal uh, is going to the Redskins. So the Redskins are picking up $71 million guaranteed. Um, now, what's that mean for Kirk Cousins? Obviously, he is an unrestricted free agent, and any team is willing to talk to him. And the Redskins did franchise tag him the last two years, which made him a uh, $15 million year quarterback in 2016 and a $22 million quarterback in 2017 on those franchise tags. It's funny because it's not the Steelers. It's funny because it's not the Steelers. I mean, if they were... Well, here's the thing. Dan Snyder throws around money in Washington like he... Like everyone else in Washington. hey Oh, zinger. Uh, so, as those trade details come in, we'll be a better abreast of the situation. But that just came through at 11.04 p.m. Um, that that trade went through. We have no other details uh, other than that uh, of the trade other than, you know, the big boy, Alex Smith. How dare they hell, try to... hell of a, Alex Smith had a hell of a freaking season, though. So who's, who's the quarterback going to be in Kansas City now? Uh, I don't know. They had somebody younger, right? Yeah, they had a couple younger guys, but I mean, nobody that we know, obviously. Jeez. Uh, so here's my other uh, annoyance, uh, annoyance of the week, and you know, some people want to call me a redneck bigot over it. 
whatever. I call myself a traditionalist. <laughs> um, the Cleveland Indians. Chief Wahoo. The cartoon character of an Indian is being removed as the logo of the Indians. Now, it hasn't been said if it was removed by the team or Major League Baseball. Nobody's admitting to that. I think the teams made a statement. Major League Baseball made a statement, but no one's admitted to which one. They are taking that. Um, so, Matt, how do you feel in that situation? Honestly, um... Okay, so first of all, like, <clears throat> Cleveland has been using two logos for the past several years. Yes. And, and they have been attempting to sort of, like, weasel their way out of this by, like, de-emphasizing the Chief Wahoo. And they're wearing it on, they're, they're wearing a, uh, like, a Block C Cleveland on logo the helmet, on their hats. On, on the hats and on the helmets. And but Chief the, Wahoo is on a shoulder patch. On the shoulder patch, but the official logo of the Indians for the past several years has been the Block Letter C. And, and it would have Indians across right. the, the chest in their either gray ways or their white home. Now, so when the sports networks show highlights and scores and they show the team logo, like... They show Chief Wahoo. They show Chief Wahoo. And I'm the I'm the person who, like, tweets at, like, AT&T Sportsnet, like, every time I see that shit to ask them, like, why they're doing that when that's not their real lo- their official logo anymore. Right. Okay. They've been phasing it out. They've been phasing it out, and phasing out comes to a terminal point where it's out. So yes. this was inevitable. Uh, I don't get why they're doing like a lap, like a victory lap. Is Chief Wahoo gonna like go to every stadium and get like a rocking chair or like a plaque like Derek Jeter when he did <laughs> his farewell tour? I mean, like now, now I now here's my my point on it is that. Chief Wahoo has been a Cleveland Indians mascot, or not mascot, logo, since before you and I were thought of, since before our parents were thought of. Um, well, I don't know about that, man. Yeah. My, my. Yeah. Uh, are you how, trying how, to... how old? How old is Chief Wahoo? Like, did they have Chief Wahoo? How in old is your dad? 43, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. So. That um, was a different time. Like those were different standards. It was different back times, then. different standards. You ever watch old Looney Tunes and like how much stuff like you can't oh, do yeah. anymore? Oh shit! Like that's it's time why baseball get on board with like cartoons. Oh, oh okay. Well, that's Chief Wahoo was a cartoon character, right? And like you can't make a Looney Tune or like an Animaniacs or like a Rick and Morty about like a big like red cigar chomping like like goofball. All right. So what's so, that do? What's that do for the Washington Redskins? Does that force them? Redskins, Redskins is different because you're talking because about the been name of about, the team people and been not talking, a logo. People have been talking about the Redskins for years. For years. For years. And, and like, the Redskins, I think, need to change their name also. But the Indians is just a logo. Like, you can take... You, teams change their logo all the time. Okay. You know what I mean? All right, what like about... teams change what, their logo all the time to, right, like, what like about, get with the times. What about Florida State Seminoles? Florida State Seminoles is different because the Seminole tribe takes an immense amount of pride in the fact that, like, you know, they're still living down in Florida after, like, we tried to kick them all out. All right, so how about the Atlanta Braves with the Tomahawk logo? Braves doesn't bother me as much because it's just a... It's just a... Uh, 
it's not a caricature and it's not meant to be derogatory like a redskin is like a racial slur a brave is just means like a young indian and like a tomahawk is just a tool and not like a caricature of a person all right so how about the notre dame fighting irish notre dame fighting irish doesn't bother me because they're not... we're a bunch of Irish fucks, and why? Because Irish fucks don't get pissed off. About honestly, shit. honestly, like <laughs> that was my tweet. To I was Steve more offended. I'm more boring. Boondock Saints, I find more offensive than the Notre Dame fighting Irish. <laughs> my tweet: Stephen A. Smith and them on 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 uh, on first take this morning. They're talking about it and, and and so the, the that that if this is gonna go to the point that the Notre Dame fighting Irish logo, uh, you know, and and Max Kellerman said that. Um, you know, it offends Irish people, and it you know because of them always being drunk and arguing and fighting in bars. Now, meanwhile, that's uh, not I, what the that's not the kind of fighting, okay? right? Like you look at the fighting posture of the leprechaun, right. and those of us who watch kung fu movies know like what a drunken style looks like. That's not yeah. a drunken style. That that is a rock solid. Like he might be a little he might be a little buzzed up, right? Like he but might also, be like my granddad after like you know like a half hour. But after also, work lets out. the Irish are the ones that actually boxing started with the Irish. Mm-hmm. So that's more like a boxing pose. Oh my god, dude! Someday so, we're gonna do a segment on like the golden age of bare knuckle boxing. Oh, uh, dude, bare knuckle boxing was awesome. <laughs> um, but and my tweet today to Stephen A. Smith and Max Harriman was that the Notre Dame fighting Irishman does not offend Irish people because Irish people don't give a shit and we enjoy it. And also, if we are upset, we just go drink uh, a few pints and some shots of good whiskey and then forget about it and bottle it up for years until our next bout. I mean, <laughs> that's not that's not entirely true. But, you know, like, the, the idea is, like, first, okay, first of all, Notre Dame was founded by French. French missionaries, yeah, Catholics, but French, not Irish. Um, the name Notre Dame is it's French. French for Our Lady. I don't even know how you say Our Lady in Gaelic, but um, you know, it's a Catholic school founded by the French. Like nobody really knows where the name came from. There's like all kinds of like different legends about it, but at no point did they say like, oh, it's because like there was one Irish guy. Who played for the team? All right, and so, the fact that they hold up the one Indian who played for the Indians, like, is the exception that proves the rule that, like, you know, they're they are like a minority in our culture, and that like they don't really, like, you know, deserve to be poked fun at for, you know, being right, who they right, are, so, and not so, like being part of baseball. So, so here's you know? something I saw in one of the sports feeds today was. If Chief Wahoo is getting taken away from the Indians, then the Pittsburgh Pirates need to relinquish the name Pirates and the Jolly Roger because Pirates were known for robbery, theft, rape, and pillaging. So, you could still be a pirate without the rape, first of all. So, like, that's just a way to make money then. So, what's wrong with that? (laughs) I'm sorry, but like if you take if you take the rape out, like the piracy is just business. They had insurance. <laughs> there were also female pirates. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that, dress, that, that dressed up as that, dre- that dressed up as men. Sometimes the daughters of like British, like Caribbean, like colonial lords, like ran away to become pirates. Did you know that? Did you ever see uh, this is a documentary I saw uh, called Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> Uh, it starred Johnny Depp. 
But, uh, so... You mean Professor John Depp from the University of Portsmouth? <laughs> Noted pirate expert? <laughs> John Depp. Now, you can't, like, the pir- the Pittsburgh Pirates, they, they don't so really they, do okay. robbery so much as fraud. Well, they couldn't like the the they were not pirates like back. The people that run the baseball team would not have been pirates in that era. They would have been more like like a London pickpocket. Oh, or like you know like some kid selling like some fake thing that like doesn't actually work the way it's supposed to. <laughs> I don't oh. know what I don't know what the name is for that. Uh, bait and switch. Bait and switch. <laughs> No, that's that's like the Minnesota Wild, the Pittsburgh bait and switch. Hmm. Well, we're going to talk about that in yeah. the next segment. Nice segue, Matt. Um, so yeah, here here's my thing about this Chief Wahoo. Um, I get it's probably for the greater good. I get that it's probably offensive to maybe. 10% of the people out there and unfortunately those 10% of the people that are offended are mid-twenties white hipsters. Um, you I, know, because you know what? I am... The Indian population of the country has been already talked to and pulled and they actually root for the Washington Redskins. Now, I'm not saying that every Indian, uh, not every every American Indian person out there does. The, um, the Redskins logo is at least like somewhat dignified. It is okay? as a big headdress like, and all that. The, it's 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 the, champion. The chief, it's, the, the chief from the Indians logo looks like like a jackass Indian from like a Bugs Bunny cartoon who just wants to like hoop and holler and like. I it's mean, I I think you know? of, I think of the the Chief Wahoo. A uh, cartoon logo kind of does remind me of like a Bugs Bunny cartoon or something from Cheech and Chong. And like whether but, it whether it offends like Native Americans isn't the point. Like, you know, people want to have like standards in society and like want to be able to say like this is the society we want to create. It's got nothing to do with whether or not you're like an Indian or have like any like you know like Cherokee lineage. Like, you know, and like, I mean, if you want to call me a white hipster, like I'll own it, I'll wear it, but like. Thank you for saying mid twenties. <laughs> I don't know. I, I there's just certain things you just shouldn't change, and to me, that's one of them. I couldn't um, care less about Cleveland sports, man. Speaking honestly. of change, Matt. Um, so MLB had their some meetings and so forth. Uh, so they're talking about the the speed of the game, mm-hmm. the uh, tempo of the game. Uh, current 2017 said that the uh, regular season games averaged three hours and five minutes, and the postseason game averaged three hours and 27 minutes. Now they're talking about the pitch clock, which was implemented prior, mm-hmm. but was never really enforced. You can't enforce it unless you're going to actually assess balls and strikes. That's what they're getting into for 2019. So the pitch clock is now. Could be back for 2018, where it's 30 seconds between batters, 20 seconds between pitches. Um, resetting the pitch, um, resetting the pitch clock whenever the pitcher steps off the rubber um, or makes a pickoff attempt um, to a base. 2019 
is when they're and it's uh, based off of management approval and agreements to the union to implement the ball strike penalty uh, on that. So that if you know if the batter steps out the box and delays the game, he will have a strike added to him. Or if the pitcher is wasting time and so forth, um, they will have a ball uh, assessed to the batter. Uh, also, they were I don't have written down here, uh, but I did read earlier in an article today about uh, mound visits to where they would allow uh, one mound visit per inning, whether that be by a player on the field, um, coach, or manager. Uh, a second mound visit would require um, the pitcher being removed from the game. Isn't that already the rule? Uh, not by players, by coaches. Oh, by the, okay. Yeah. Okay. So now they were going to implement. So like when the first baseman and the third baseman come over, and I'm fine with you know, that, man. Like mound, uh, mound visits, like I mean, you're it's a professional sport. It is. Like it's your job. It is. And like you should be able to figure out ways to communicate that don't involve like walking out and having a secret conference. Isn't baseball the innovator of signs during a game? Signs and yeah. like baseball strategy is not as complicated as like football plays and hot reads and like blitz pickups yeah. and like you've got every college team in the nation has these like note cards that they hold up with, with Bill like, Murray's head Larry on it. the cable guy <laughs> and like an Amazon logo and like all this shit. So like, just do that. You know, don't tell me that like you're worried about sign stealing, man. Like, so we, we have like the FBI and like the KGB, like, do you think those guys like, just laugh their asses off. So if they're at so a sports another, bar hearing a manager or a baseball player talking about how it's too hard. So to here's run another thing that they're going to practice this year, um, and it's going to be implemented this year in the All Star Game. Um, but they're going to do it in the preseason games, which mean nothing. Mean nothing. I won't um, even watch because they're boring as hell. I watch preseason baseball pretty much every day once it starts because it makes me feel like oh spring is right here it's true. and I'm watching baseball. That's a good point. I do watch a lot of, MLB Network has two preseason two preseason games on a day. Um it's awesome. I love it. Um, I get to listen to it on the radio as well. Um, I like which is always on, good. I like a, I like the radio aspect of baseball especially when just, Doc Emmerich calls background. a couple Pirates yeah. games. So I'll, I'll listen to like the the preseason games but definitely. I'm not going like, to uh, But here's point. another thing that they're, they're going to try out this year in the preseason game is now already preseason games when they go to extra innings are already capped at 10 innings. Okay. But at the top of the at the in the 10th inning they're going to put a runner on second. For the team that's coming to bat with a runner on second to see if he gets to score. And then the opposing team, when they come up for the bottom, or the home team, when they come up for the bottom and the ninth, will also get a runner on second to see if he will also be able to score. Now, this will also be, also be implemented in the All-Star game upcoming this year. Any event the All-Star game goes to extra innings. This is also putting in there as a trial and will not be implemented in any meaningful games. Um, you almost have throughout to the, the throughout, throughout the season uh, to see if how it speeds up play, but also it kind of benefits a team. But when you get into the extra innings, you ha okay, so you put a guy on okay, Pirates. Pirates Cubs August Pirates and Cubs are neck and neck into the uh, division. Lord willing. Lord willing. 
And, you know, it goes into the last home stance that they see each other in Pittsburgh and they go to extra innings. So you put a guy on second, uh, the Cubs get that guy scored. No worries. Uh, and they get in Pittsburgh's pissed off. So now the Pirates come up to bat in the bottom of the 10th. They have a guy on second and they're at the end of their order. Seven, eight, nine slot. And you know what? Jake area pitched three days ago, but you know what? Fuck him. We're going to waste his arm and bring him out of the bullpen to face the seven eight nine spot. So that manages that 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 throws in more how are you gonna use your pitchers? How are you gonna use these guys? So it, it throws another wrinkle in and I just came off of that at the top of my head. So I'm gonna text uh Rob Manford on Twitter God, in the morning. You mean, uh, you mean that it it it's raising the possibility of more Clint Hurdle decisions? Yeah. Well then I'm against it. Uh, right. Um, but seriously in the all-star game, you almost have to do something to shorten an extra inning game. You're not, yeah. you're not, it's not going to do anything about the pace of the nine innings. It's just no. going to make it not go 14. And because like managers burn through all their players, you know, to get everybody in, you, you, you almost have to do that in the all-star game. Yeah. Um, to do it in, well, in also, preseason games, also, then the managers can like maybe get a chance or two to like see how they would handle that. But, like, I, I just don't need it. Like, I'm not the sort of person well, who is going to be... First of all, like, we need to lose this idea that, like, the world's going to end if you don't make it to the end of a baseball game. Like, true. baseball's been ending with people snoozing on their couch for hundreds of years. Well, speaking of you ending know? early, we talked earlier about uh, the PGA Tour, Tory Pines. That went to a extra hole playoff. Yeah. With Jason Day. It was a three-hole playoff. Uh, they they teed off on 18 again. Um, Jason Palmer lost on that three-hole playoff and went to two guys. It was Jason Day and, and God damn, I have to, I'm going to have to Google the guy's name um, that went to the playoff. They went to another four more holes, and then they called it because of darkness. And mm-hmm. then they had to tee off Monday morning at like 10 a.m. They played one hole, literally 10 minutes, and Jason Day won the tournament. All right, so... Baseball has lights. Mm-hmm. They're not going to end a game without a clear winner. It's never going to happen. I've been to games that have won 15 innings that I've been to live. My best recollection of the longest game I've ever watched was a Pirates game. reason I remember this, my ex-wife was at the U2 concert with her best friend at Heinz Field. She's like, hey, the concert's over. What's going on? I'm like, uh, I'm at the R-Bar. I'm watching the Pirate game. They're playing Atlanta tonight. She goes, cool. I'm on my way home. Uh, I'll see you at the house. Sure. I'll be there as soon as the Pirate game's over. 1.30 a.m. I get a text. Hey, I thought you were coming home after the Pirate game. I'm like, I said I would be home after the Pirate game. The Pirate game's still going on. Oh, really? I'm like, yeah. Turn on channel 843. She turns on channel 843. Oh, shit. Yeah, pirate game's still going on. All right, cool. See you later. What are you doing? Uh, just having a beer, watching a pirate game. I'm hanging out with, like, you know, Chris and Mike and Matt. We're sitting at the end of the bar watching a ball game. All right, cool. 2.05 a.m. All right, the bar's really close. What are you guys doing? Uh, still watching a pirate they game. They don't kick you out till 2.30. 
They don't kick you out to two thirty. We just have the have to have the drinks paid for. The clock is like before two. The clock is like <laughs> seven to ten minutes fast most of the time. Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, what are you doing? Nope, pirate game still on. Uh, I'm sitting here, you know, Chris, Mike, and Matt still watching the ball game. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, turn on channel eight forty three. All right, it is. So I, I can't got, believe I, she wasn't riveted the first time she had to turn on channel eight forty three. So I got yelled at. I can't, I can't imagine. I got yelled at a little bit, and this is my ex wife. I mean, yeah. but anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. so you're not married to this person? Anymore. Not anymore. No, uh, Amanda would have been like, "Fuck you! You can watch it at home. Grab a six pack, <laughs> you know." <laughs> but you gotta find someone who's like, "Hey, I bet you we could get in for free if we go down now." <laughs> right. That's what you need, man. But. So, length of games, they also interviewed the owner of the Dodgers. And he said, you know, call me a, a traditionalist. Let the let the guys play. Let the game play. He goes, you know, this year, we sat, my wife and I sat through a World Series game that went five hours and 39 minutes. And she stuck with me the whole time. Mm. And we didn't complain at all. Yeah. You won the fucking World Series, and I bet, you know what, your wife's not going to complain because yeah. you're a billionaire, and you just won the World Series, so she gets a new piece of jewelry as well as you do. So, obviously, you're not going to complain. I just think things they need to do for me to keep my interest in baseball, like, I'm much more disappointed by the economics of Major League Baseball oh, yeah. than I am by the length of games. Um, Me too. And even if I had the sort of job where I had to go to bed at 11 o'clock every night and get up early in the morning, like, I'd still rather find out that, you know, the Pirates, you know, have won 11 of their last 12, including, like, a 14-inning, like, five-and-a-half-hour that I didn't get to stay up for. And then to hear, like, the Pirates lost by 10.30 again. Yeah. And and they're playing the Cubs tomorrow, and they're going to lose again. Yeah. I want to hear the Pirates won in 17-and-a-half innings. And Giancarlo Stanton was the uh, walk-off home run hitter with Andrew McCutcheon on second base. Well, um, unfortunately, that's never going to happen because Bob Nutting spends nothing. If you if you so, want if you want to see the Pirates of McCutcheon and Stanton like win a game, like you need to spend a lot of time sleeping because <laughs> it's only going to happen in your dreams, my friend. I know, I know. So speaking of our dreams, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. We're going to think about some penguin dreams mm. that are coming up. I'm going to uh, be a Klondike with Gino Malkin. Obviously. And there's a big dream coming up with the Penguins that's been talked about. So we're going to go with that. Here's a few things from our friends at Sorgatron Media, and we'll be right back. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks. We're back after that little bit that you heard from our friends at Sorgatron Media. So... Last segment, Matt. Penguins. So, we'll just get this off the top. Yager. Yeah, Yager got cut. He's a free agent. He cleared waivers. Um, that From means, Calgary. That means, that means like nobody in the order. Got, nobody got in him. the NHL wanted to pick up Yager's $1 million a year salary at 45 years old. Um, to play in the NHL. What's that mean? He's going to go home to the Czech Republic. He's going to play for 
the team over there. Cladno, that's where he came from. So right, it's... which uh, which ironically is the organization he's part owner of. Well, that's cool. Uh, I read that in the article from uh, Mark Madden. Uh, wrote an article today. So he's like self-employed now. Yeah, so he's, so he's living he, the dream. He's living the dream. He's self-employed. Uh, he is part of. He's gonna play for his country. He's gonna play for the Czech Republic in the Olympics. That'll be cool. Which we mentioned earlier about the Olympic hockey. A bunch of former NHLers will probably be playing in that. There's a reason to tune in. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, there's also the bit about uh, the Yinzers in Pittsburgh calling for uh, the Pens to sign Yager for the rest of the season and also for the Pens to sign Yager for a one-day contract to retire as a Penguin. Now, here's the deal with that. Can you trust Yammer Yager to sign a one-day contract in the NHL as a Penguin and to retire and not go get a contract from Toronto next year to play again? What, like pull a James Harrison? Retire a Penguin and then go play for someone maybe even worse than Toronto, like our biggest rival? He's already done that. He's done that. But in that in that instance, he just pretended he wanted to sign for us. He he was not pretending that he was going to retire as a penguin. Yeah, he, so it would be he, worse. It would be worse. Well, well, what was is he was like you know, w- w- what that aspect was is the talks to him bringing back as a penguin when he was what forty three years old, forty two yeah. years old. That was when and, hashtag Yager Watch started and hashtag Yager Watch and all that. Come back as a penguin, play. Uh, contend for a cup and so forth and the Pens were offering a significantly more than uh, league minimum which is his million his league minimum for a player his stature Um, they were offering considerably more than that but then Philly swooped in and said hey we're going to give you double that just so you don't play for Pittsburgh and he's like sure and then they took his paycheck and um, took his paycheck and uh, deposit right into the uh, casino cage. It's a brigada in Atlantic City. Yeah. Um, but, so, if you give him a one-day contract as a penguin to retire as a penguin, I don't trust that Yager would ever, you know, like I said, if Toronto, L.A., uh, Florida, any other team called him and said, hey, we want to bring you on for your million dollars a year and play. Now, I think he would still do it. Now, if he goes over to Europe and plays, and I mean, there's guys playing in Europe that are in their 50s. Yeah, and he could do it into his 50s too. Like My, my whole take on the, the one-day contract thing is it's kind of goofy, and you should really only reserve it for like when you really mean it. Like when somebody has spent like... 90% of their career with your organization and then maybe for like just like you know salary cap reasons or whatever like they had to go play like a year or two with someone else but they always knew that like Pittsburgh was your home right and Yager now, like he left Pittsburgh under such circumstances where like we didn't feel like he liked us that much well and then he went and played for the Capitals well, and here's the Rangers the thing. and the Flyers and a whole bunch of well, other teams well, that well, don't matter to well, me as well, much as the Well, here's the Eastern thing about teams. that is that Yager did not get traded, did not get asked to get traded 
he was an unrestricted free agent. And the Capitals offered him a ridiculous amount of money, and he went there. Right. Then he did get traded at the trade deadline to the Rangers. And then he played for the Rangers for several years. Then he left and went and played in the KHL. Then he came back and was thinking, oh. And then that's when Pittsburgh was like, oh, well, we could, you know, sign you, this, that, the other thing. And that's when he said, yeah, I want to come back and, and uh, you know, pay my other respects that he showed me the game and this, that, the other thing and so forth. He still owns a house here in Upper St. Clair. Um, it's you know, district. <laughs> right? Whoever's running the house right now, I mean, that's up to them. But uh, he's getting top dollar, right? Uh, and he's like, "Yeah, it sounds good." And then Philly swoops in and says, "We'll give you double that." And he's like, "I'm going to go to Philly." And then he went to Florida. Mm. And I think didn't he have a stint with the Stars for? A he minute? was with the Stars. I think he was with Boston. Um, yeah, I mean Calgary. Calgary is his last spot where Calgary released him. Um, I just I don't see the point yeah. bringing because he back. was a trade he was he was trade bait for the last for he was a Philly for two years then the third year he was trade bait went to the Stars Stars had him for a year and the next year for that half the season and the Stars traded him to Boston then he went to Florida he spent two two solid years in Florida then he was unrestricted free agent again Calgary picked him up this year Calgary's re, uh, response to release was that he didn't mesh with the team. And also, he had one goal and 12 assists in 22 games. So, the contrast to that was where Mark Madden wrote in his uh, uh, piece today uh, was that Gordie Howe, at 45 years old, had 19 goals and 27 assists in the same amount of time Yager had 1 and 12. But at that time... Gordy Howe was playing in an a in an AHL team at 45 years old, but then again, Mark Madden also said in his article, um, and I'm pulling these stats straight from Mark Madden's article. They're not for me uh, or Matt. That Gordy Howe, when he came back out of retirement and went to the NHL and played with the Hartford Whalers that one year to play with his two sons to have an all Howe line. Um, had 22 goals and 47 assists. Wow. At 51 years old. <laughs> but you know what it was, man? It was his dad muscles. He had the dad strength. That's that's like a force multiplier when you're playing with your kids and you've got the dad muscles already. Yeah. I mean, like, Gordie Howe, like, that. that's a different era. Like, th- yeah. that's not going to happen. Like, I mean, Gordie Howe died last year? A year or two ago. I mean, he was. I don't, it's not in the last twelve months, but it's in. It's not in the last twelve months, but it's. I think two thousand seventeen, maybe late sixteen. Yeah, I just like I. Um, I think it's a slippery slope to like. Constantly be mixing like honoring your past with like actually like having guys under contract, like I I don't see like I don't really believe that it means that much to Yarner Yager to retire as a penguin. Like, I, I think his he, his number deserves to be retired. Yeah, his number deserves his, to be retired. His jersey deserves to be in the rafters for it his does. contributions to the two Stanley Cups. 
and all the years well, after where he was the guy of, a lot of the time when Lemieux wasn't Well, that's playing. your thing. But, but, but like my, two Stanley Cups were Lemieux's Cups. Yager was a rookie and a second-year player. Yager deserves to be honored by the Penguins. He does. Does definitely. he deserve to be so honored that we're going to like sign him to a contract and like make him... I just don't think it matters that much that he well, retires as a Penguin. Well, it's not when like... When he's played for like 12 different teams well, since it's, the Penguins. Well, it's not like football... Hall of Fame, where the Football Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Fame, uh, the team you retire with is the team that you go in to the Hall of Fame with. Right. Um, so where you see in the NFL, a lot of guys will sign a one-day contract uh, with the Steelers or with the Cowboys or with the Packers to um, for when they go to the Hall of Fame that they get to go in as a Steeler or a Packer or a Cowboy or a Niner. Um, the NHL... Football and, is the ultimate team sport in that yes, regard. The NHL and the MLB, you're allowed to pick your organization. Mm-hmm. So, when Yammer Yager goes into the NHL Hall of Fame, which, if you've ever been to... I am- have, It's actually. amazing, I have, way. yeah. It's great. I've been to as well. It's great, man. Toronto's it's a, a great, great town. town. It's a great town. And I, I was young cleanest, when I went there. One of the cleanest cities I've ever It's seen. really nice there. And I was I was young when I went there. I was like 13 or 14. Um, That's about the time I was there, and too. It, and we oh, did NHL. Wait, did, you, did you go to the uh, Family Opera, the Pantages Theater? Nope. Because that's why I went there. No, we uh, went to... So. Uh, we went to the Hall of Fame and we went to the CN Tower. Okay. And yeah. we, we just like did a lot of like walking and sightseeing and like eating at restaurants. And then we went to Niagara Falls. It was like, you know, like you can do like a little yeah. mini Canadian swim. I actually went to a hockey game. It's like a five day vacation. I, was I nice. actually went to a hockey game in the old Maple Leaf Gardens. That's where, awesome. Where, That's awesome. Where man. we sat in the upper level seats. We're like this. Yeah. Like, you remember the old arena? We're like. He's making you, a slopey hand gesture. Yeah, I am making a slopey hand gesture. A very slopey hand. We're like, when you went to the old arena and you, you sat down like the E level, mm-hmm. and like there was three inches of the person's seat in front of you and your feet. So, like, if you kicked the back of the seat, it was the seat. Mm-hmm. At Old Maple Leaf Gardens, <laughs> at Old Maple Leaf Gardens, I know what you're saying, yeah. you kicked the back of their head. Oh, there geez. was no. It yeah. was that steep. Man. Um, and it only held like thirteen thousand people or something That's like that. That's so funny to me, man. Like, um, but but no. Uh, so NHL players, MLB players, when they go to the Hall of Fame, get to pick their team they go in mm-hmm. with. So we as Pittsburgh fans have to hope when Yager goes to the Hall of Fame, and it's gonna be soon. And there's a there's a waiting period of retirement. Mm. And when he officially signs his retirement papers, um, there's been an exception, of course. Marilyn Mew was an exception. Mm-hmm. He was in the Hall of Fame and then came back and played again. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it's a year... Do you imagine? Sorry, you, you're retired. Yeah, yeah, right. Sorry, you um, can't come back. But but there's a, you know, the, the waiting list once you retire before you get put in the Hall of Fame that he... That we hope that as Pittsburgh fans, he picks the Penguins to go in to the Hall of Fame as a Penguin. Mm. Uh, would I like to see Yager come back to Pittsburgh and skate one more time and play one more time? As a fan, yes. Yeah, me too. Um, as a realist and as a as as the current state of the Penguins. 
He's not going to gel with shit. No, and this is the worst possible time to he add He is somebody. not humble enough to be a fourth-line winger. Yeah. He is not talented enough, nor will move, to be a third-line center. Mm. He's only a right winger. He's only ever played right wing. He's never played center. He's not going to come to be a third-line center. He's not humble enough to play a fourth-line right wing. And when you have Crosby, Malkin, and Kessel on your first-line power play, you don't need Yager out there. And he's not going to play defense when you have Letang. Plus, like, you've got them, like, they're finally finally starting to get it together. Exactly. The Penguins are hot. They won. We're, We're recording Tuesday. Um, they beat the Sharks. You did the game tonight. I did do the game tonight. Um, and you know, like, that started out slow and tempered in the first period. Whereas a one nothing Pens. Then the second period, it was what two to one Sharks. Pens were lucky. Pens were lucky to leave the. And then the third and terms. Mal- Malkin scored with like four point one seconds remaining in the second period. Okay, so there was what it w- was it 2 to 1 pens in it was the one, second. It was one nothing pens, then the Sharks got two goals in the second and then the Penguins at the last gasp okay, of so the second. Okay, so got 3 to 2 second evened it up. No, not 3-2, they evened it. Oh, they evened up 2-2. Two, two. And then th- third period they they took and off. It, and, and it was 5-2 was the final. Empty netter yeah. was the fifth hat trick goal. Oh, who um, the hat trick? Rust Hadiadi. Yeah. Awesome. And um, like, Cros- Crosby hit the pipe. Going for goal number four hundred. Ooh. Um. And and uh, it was it was a loud ringer, like you couldn't miss it. I didn't see it. I just heard it. But yeah. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, like to get your hat trick goal on an empty netter is a little bit like. Eh, hey, you know? you know what? They but, still throw a ton of hats on the ice. They throw a ton of hats, but people threw hats on the ice for the the Crosby ringer because they thought. Ah, like that's like true. that, like it hit it hit the crossbar. So 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 Crosby it like had, it went in. So Crosby had two good goals tonight. Yeah. All right. No 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 awesome. no no. Malkin had two. Rust had two. Crosby had none. Okay. He had some points, but it, it was that uh, milestone goal that he's looking for. Oh. So that's why they had him out there with the empty net. They they had like Malkin, Rust, and Crosby all out at the same time with no goalie, and um, two hat tricks. Somebody and a milestone. somebody was gonna get something good. Yeah. You just knew something cool was going to happen. See, you know, and and I uh, was had the game on my GameCast. Uh, again, I was at Soccer Trump Media tonight uh, doing an awesome cast live there. And then Amanda and I came home and recorded uh, Bold Nights Out. Uh, and I did not have the game on TV itself. I apologize. I'm a bad sports person. Nah, you're good, man. Brent Burns had some like dumb plays, like took took a bad penalty. You know, Brent uh, Burns. You know, he I, to look at that dude. He says, "I play hockey." He's got the long hair. He pulls it up in a bun. He's got the beard going down to the middle of his chest, and he's missing the front four of his teeth on both levels. Yeah, I it, mean, I mean, he was like the the because uh, Thornton's hurt. So Burns, yeah, Joe, Burns was like Joe the, Thornton's the marquee out for a little player bit. that came in tonight, and you know he he impacted his team in good and bad ways. Um, it was a good hockey game. It happens. I'm sorry you had to miss it. I I didn't have to miss it. I chose. You chose to miss I it. I chose because you know what? It's a long season. There's more to life than just bold sports, folks. Like, right. You should also be listening to Awesome Cast and Bold Nights Out. Yes, and also there's the Wrestle Mayhem show. 
rest, that's you know like I have yeah. not even gotten into that. I'm starting to get back into wrestling now. Uh oh. You know, it's like uh, don't let me tell Sorg. Sorg will be like, "Oh, Matt's gonna come over and hang out for an hour or two. We'll have you full blooded in." See, I can never like so, do it because it's always on when I'm working. But yeah, he does Sunday stuff. Yeah. See, like I was aware of it. Like I know there was a pay per view last night. Yeah. But I was I was just trying to read Grammy's tweets and like all the wrestling tweets were like confusing me. I know, right? I was like, "Who's Roman wrestling Grammy? Roman Reigns? Like, yeah. is that a rapper? Like, what is that? Like, I, I was confused. is that a rapper? Or is that a wrestler? Yeah. Um. So no, but we're going in the second half of the NHL season. Um. Other teams in the conference are starting to fall off, whether it's due to injury or just due to bad play. Um, the Pens, of course, are starting to fire up right now. Pens firing up. Which is good. We're in second um, place in the Met right now. Columbus lost. Oh, okay. So I have written down here that we were third. Um, Columbus, that, that, like, so, that game went and I did, time I, I did right the, after the Pens game. I did the notes prior to that ending. Mm-hmm. So now we're second place in the Met, which guarantees us a play a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's not even February yet, but yes, yes. If the season were to end today, speaking of February, February 26th, it is four days after my birthday, but February 26th at 3 PM, uh, Eastern standard time is the trade deadline date. Oh boy. Now there's been rumors and talks and nobody said yes or no. And, of course, Rutherford's not talking shit because that's what Rutherford does. Um, Don't start none, won't be none. Cullen. Cullen's been the talk. Cullen has been the talk since, like, basically the first day of the season. Yeah. Cullen's been the talk because he left. He was a gel player. Um, He was a gel guy. And, oh, there's Brian Russell on TV right now. Mm Awesome. Awesome. Uh, we're, we're watching top play right. number four yeah we're watching uh, top play number four on ESPN that's awesome oh, but six. Colin's been to talk about um, he went to Minnesota uh, he could have signed back with the Pens but he went to Minnesota for family reasons he's from Minnesota Colin's 41 years old mm-hmm. I was at the game last week 80's night 80s meant to ask you how'd that go? Uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, I heard got, you met the Ghostbusters. I did see the Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, you know, I went with our buddy Shiloh. Um, thankfully, Shiloh had the tickets from a. Oh, what was that? That was the top. Was that number one? Yeah, number one. Yeah, that was Russ Goal. Oh, that was pretty. Mm-hmm. That was pretty. Number one on ESPN tonight. Hey, the Russ, pass is what makes it. But yeah, yeah, that was a pretty goal. And that made ESPN's number one. Little little, little backhand, little backhand, like no look pass, right right across the blue paint. Totally. Yeah. If you're not checking out this hockey team, the Penguins are pretty good. They are pretty good. That's my bold take for the week. Ooh. Awesome. <laughs> you're you're speechless. I'm just like Steve's wow. Speechless. Yeah. But no. Uh, so <laughs> when I was at the game last week and we played the Minnesota Wild. Um, they gave Cullen his uh, video tribute montage and As so forth. Do. And Cullen was on the ice and he was standing on the bench and looking up at um, the Jumbotron in awe like he should have been because he had a lot to do with the last couple teams. Sure. Uh, awesome. He's 41 years old. You think 41 years old? Cullen doesn't look 41 on the ice. 
he he plays the game. He plays hard. He's not gelling with the lines they have him on in Minnesota. He gelled with the team the Penguins had last year. He can play third line center and put Gensel back on the top line with Sherry and Crosby. Or Hornquest, Sherry, you know, however that would work out. Dominic okay. Simone in the mix now, too. Yeah, Dominic Simone's in the mix now, too. Exactly. Um, Penn's goalie situation, they're riding a hot hand. You know, Sullivan's one of those guys riding a hot hand. Um, Murray's still the number one goalie. Murray's number one. DeSmith had... DeSmith had two really while, great uh, wins. out, so... Yeah, it's so... And also, you know, like we talked about before, the Wilkes-Barre goalie gets gets reps, gets minutes. So we've yeah. got... We've got Tristan Jari, Jari. We've got Jari down in the minors doing his thing, playing, you know, every couple days um, for, you know, a team that's in higher higher standings position than the Penguins right now in Wilkes-Barre. They are. Um but the Pens are on a, they're on their way up, they're coming up. I'm excited about hockey now. Um, Just right on time. Well, it, it they, is right they, on time. It's like they it's like they almost did it on purpose, you know. I mean, the Pens done this to us a few years now. Uh well, okay, not last year was balls out, boom. We got you. The year before Last year I didn't have a sports podcast. True. <laughs> True. The last, now it's you know, February and I need something to talk about. <laughs> so thank you know, you. You know, a couple years ago when it was 2015-16 season, at this point the Pens were, fuck you, whatever, and then they made the coaching change, and then that's and it was after Super Bowl in February when they made the coaching change and the Pens went on to win a cup. So uh, honestly, like like I've said before, hockey to me. Is amazing and a great sport, and I love it. And I follow the Pens day to day. It fills my void until football's over. Um, baseball coming up. Hockey will be my sport when hockey's over. I will follow baseball day to day. Will I go to a Pirates game? Fuck no, I'm not going to PNC Park. I will. Watch them on TV when I have time, or if I'm in a bar that has them on. Take your pirates' time and your pirates' money, and go to a Riverhounds game. There it is. They're playing a home game on the Fourth of July. Oh, and you can see the fireworks from your seats. Definitely, right Riverhounds there Stadium. on the because there's no seats on the river side of that stadium. All mm-hmm. the seats are on the train tracks. Yeah. So yeah, you just um, you could do that. You know, there's. There's other there's other things you can get into, but that's the summer. Like right now, it is like the height of hockey season, so I'm I'm fully on board with the Penguins. Um, I'm making more of an effort to watch NBA this year, and I'm watching a lot of college basketball. Uh, I'm gonna be watching more college basketball now that football's over. Uh, hockey, of course, that's number one right now. College basketball is number two. Um, I watched a match the other night was USA Canada curling really I did it was on NBC Sportsnet uh, okay so there was curling on ESPN 3 it's like a Canadian like I I, I don't know what it's like the Scotties tournament but it's also (laughs) sponsored by like a couple other brands of like paper towels and toilet paper and I don't know what that's all about 
Like, but if you can get past the the number of like paper product sponsors, it's apparently like like teams from different well, regions of well, Canada. Well, there is a there is a Pittsburgh curling club, and I'll have to get in contact with them to see if we can get down and see what that's all. about. I would love to do that, man. We'll just we'll we'll see about getting in contact. We could get on there for sure. Like they mm-hmm. have lessons and classes from time to time. It's just a matter of and it's Pittsburgh curling club. So why couldn't Bold Sports being a off the wall sports media outlet. It's a Pittsburgh sport. Get into curling. So that's you know that's a good. I've idea. always wanted to do that. I, me too. Like so, let's try to do it. I want to throw granite rocks down ice and I, sweep them on their way. Yeah, let's do that. I mean, it's like a winter sport that I could do. Like I'm, I'm I have friends who always try to talk me into skiing. And oh, fuck skiing. It's like, I don't like to do stuff that you got to drive an hour and a half just to get to. You know? I, you, could drive, I, you could drive to Neville Island in less than 90 minutes and do I some I could drive to Neville Island in 15 minutes, depending on time of day traffic. Yeah. Even but, if the roads are bad. <laughs> no more than a half hour. Exactly. All right, folks. That's Matt and I's take this week on sports in Pittsburgh and kind of this week's sports in general. This week, if I don't, if I don't slip on some ice... On my way home, I want to go slip on some ice and do some curling. Ah, I should have shoveled my walk. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no, your walk's fine. Um, The steps on the other hand are bitch. (laughs) So so we're not doing Super Bowl stuff tonight because we're doing a Super Bowl show. Yeah, we're doing a Super Bowl show. Super Bowl Sunday. So if you want to know who I'm picking for the Super Bowl, and since the Lions and the Bills aren't in it, like, I can't, I don't know who to pick. You're just going to have to wait and, and check us out on Sunday. Whether you come up to Sorgatron Media in come Beachview, up. come up and hang out with us. There will be beer. There will be beer. There will probably be donuts. Uh, donuts, I think, didn't you say... Uh, we might have like a quiche Yeah, your love, scones. Your, your love, we might make a quiche. This, this is all like, again, like this, we don't really have a budget for this, but there's like a secret budget for Super Bowl parties. Yeah, right? And um, I'm officially inviting you to my Super Bowl party. And it's I'm at someone else's place. <laughs> I'm officially inviting you to the Super Bowl party as well. Super Bowl brunch at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview, sponsored by Penn Brewery. Uh, the uh, food and beverage director of Penn Brewery, Gene Magram, will be on hand to talk sports and also talk about Penn Brewery and all the fun, exciting things that are going on with them. So with that aspect, Matt, we're going to sign off right now, and we're going to have four days later from now have a live show and have we'll see great, our faces. Have a great week of sports, and um, don't watch any Super Bowl coverage because you don't want to get like burnt out before the good stuff on Sunday with us. Because we got it all we right it all. here at Bold Sports. Yeah. Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook, or... BoldPGH.com